0: Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, neon, helium, xenon, krypton. Transform and roll out.
1: Hey listeners, it's Max at Mondo Neon, and I'm with Kira Oglesby, artist, neon artist. Thanks for coming on the show.
0: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Um, so you're primarily, I guess when I first discovered your work, which is exciting, it's, it's really the sculptural element, but then, you know, you've done quite a bit on the kind of the continuing education side um your practices is really great I think you you know it's you've really shown uh, at least through Instagram what I've seen just kind of just the leaps and bounds I guess of, of learning neon doing all kinds of uh just all kinds of signage you know stuff that's a variety of media uh and can you tell listeners too just kind of where because they're hearing all this for the first time possibly um uh, maybe where your studies are at and and really ultimately how you got into sign making in general? Cause it's kind of not typically a class that most artists can get into. Um, And then, you know, further down the road of learning from other people as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am a neon apprentice and I currently am, I guess you could say like studying or working or um, continuing my education at Adept Neon, which is this tiny little wholesale shop in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, And it's a one-man shop, except for me now. Um, And it's uh, my mentor, Eric Roski. Uh, He's been bending neon for about 40 years now. Um, So I mostly just hang with him all day and learn the ins and outs. And I guess, taking a step back, I originally first stumbled upon neon at Alfred University, where I went to school, um, originally for ceramics and sculpture, and then, like, you know, saw neon and was like, this is it, end all, be all neon, and um, the first neon shop I called when I moved back to Florida, in St. Pete, where I'm from, uh, was Eric's shop, and he just said, come on down, like." there's not really a neon scene in Florida, but come to my shop, check it out. And um, I guess it's been history ever since pretty much.
1: And that's really cool too. I think what's neat is just kind of being able to walk yourself into a situation. A lot of neon artists talk about that moment when they kind of just go into being welcomed in a shop, right? We've had stories too, where there's kind of prolific moments where I was like, "Hey, you know, I picked the phone, the four guys that I asked about neon, they didn't really want to show me what's happening. Uh, sounds like Eric was a, a real mentor in a lot of ways. Um, and not only that, just, you know, kind of the performance of everything that goes into neon, you kind of have to see it. It's not really anything you can just go online and kind of Google around, you know, some things you can, but, you know, it's really such a hands-on practice. Um, why do you think that I think most Americans have never heard of this Craft, is it just because, you know, it's few and far between. Do you feel that way? Or had you at Alfred, you know, kind of knew that you were gonna go in that direction when you got back?
0: Um, I mean, at the time I knew I wanted to do neon. Um, and I well, I kind of moved around for a few years after I first met Eric and spent a little time in the shop. Um and there's a video that I watched recently of and I, I, the name's escaping me, but it's like some Scottish guy. And he's one of like the few neon guys in Scotland. And in the beginning of his video, it's like him walking to a shop and he's like, most people don't have the balls to do neon. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I would life. definitely agree with that. Like, it, it took me a few years. And especially coming from, um, I mean, neon is art, which is a totally different animal from neon signage or being more on the commercial side of neon. Um, And from what I understand, like it has a very sort of like secretive, history and in like sign shops you know like the the guy who's like been bending for however many years like if you the newbie comes into the shop he'll like throw throw stuff like over his pattern so you can't (laughs) see his work or anything that he's doing. Um, Well I think a big part of it is that neon is primarily used for signage and advertising and with that you know in one sense it's like wow neon is so amazing that people notice the brand before they notice that there are um there's a network of glass tubes filled with inert gas like oh my gosh you know Um,
1: (laughs) and also it's funny you said that like the brand of neon like the word neon too means I think it has a double meaning it's kind of I related to I don't know if any People are gamers on that list of the show, but we've had stuff about it. But I think of the Wii to the Wii U for Nintendo, like what a marketing disaster. They just called the next element or next phase of their product line the Wii U. But the Wii is just like a general term. So it just, same thing with neon, it can mean a color form, but it also happens to be called what the, you know, what the medium is. And then it's also yeah. one, just one of the, the gases that is used. So it's this confusing. <laughs> I think people hear neon like, oh, I make neon. They're like, oh, you ever just see a blank look on their face? And you're like, no, like <laughs> yeah. like, like the light. And then they even look more confused.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I experience this much. like all the time.
1: <laughs> it's such a weird thing. And then you just sort of like, no, don't don't you get it? And then you're like, like the thing that you look at it is open in the window. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. right. Because they, they now have a reference point, which is so yeah. funny. How many times do you have to explain, like, the movie? Like, the thing that the guy films before, on a camera and they shoot at people and then it's on the screen and they're like, huh? Like, how often does that ha- How do you have to explain that? You know? Yeah. So it is a little confusing, I think, just by the naming, like, the name designation of it all. It's funny you mentioned that. I just Absolutely.
0: Yes. And that brings up a very hot topic, which... I can't get into it because it'll get me like way too fired up, but it's a serious problem. And I think that like more people should be aware um, for, especially people who don't know a lot about neon um, that there's a lot of sign shops that make led signs and put the word neon in front of it because it looks similar to neon Mm -hmm. and it is not neon at all. There's nothing about it. That's neon. And like, yes, I think leds have their place, but it also, people should know what they're getting.
1: Yeah, I think the impact like the accessibility of it all, there is different types. And uh, I think as people expand their awareness, I think the internet will engage with that a little bit better. And over time that will will hopefully clear itself. But yeah, I think like you said, is that there's kind of misrepresentation in the space, if you will, right? And I think that's what the problem is. It's not that, you know, there is a democracy, every sign has its own purpose. And I think that's important, but you know, it's not to get too clever here but there really is a distinction between the two and so yeah it's great that you brought that up.
0: Yeah absolutely. Yeah. And
1: also too like when you think about so how is it you know you said Florida I think of Florida as like having a lot of neon how is it where you guys are is there kind of a uh, you said there's really is it is it just a single shop that's over in that area or is there more than one kind of neon artist around?
0: Um, there's a few neon shops. I don't know that there's really a lot of neon artists. Um, but St. Pete is like a really booming art scene. Um, so there is neon and it's like hip, you know, and I feel like the exposed neon and like cans is like really popular. Um, so you see a lot of that in, um, in places or like, um, now I see a lot of like, it's, called like like a selfie station or something and it'll be at like a bar or like um, like we've done for bars where it'll say like treat yourself or um, right. something like that you know and you take pictures next to it.
1: Which is um, interesting because I think of also we talked about this as you know it's important for events to help kind of bring people together but now with COVID going on it's almost like you has kind of received a different type of attention whereas people are just saying hey look we're still open like I like that mm-hmm. or it's an ideal place to be able to just keep people around, you know, like to help yeah. them kind of understand that there is a business here and it is still functioning. Like I think neon celebrates a lot of different things. Um, but you know, a lot of the reasons why it does stay on is because there's a host of reasons when it's like you said with Miami there's a cultural significance to that neon on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And then some other times it's just for the sake of having something flashy. I think that it can do a lot of different things, which is kind of great, you know, for one you know, it gets, it gets into different places, but I, there's some, I guess, uh, best ways for, you to be used. Sure. I think so. But there are a lot of ways, you know, there's, there's a history to it. You know, you can use it in a lot of different aspects where, you know, you put a lot of your kind of, uh, work into, into different projects. How, I guess, how excited are you to be able to share different things you guys are making and putting out there? Is there some that kind of hold more importance to you right now? Like you can think of that you want to kind of just talk about.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, like, we're always making cool stuff. It, like, blows my mind. Actually, like, anytime that, like, I even, like, have it to bent, lit, like, on a sign, I'm, like, so overblown with, like, joy that this, like, thing happened and, like, came to be, or, like, to light, we'll say. Um, but right now, I mean, I'm still really excited about this neon kite that we made. Um and it's just like nice, simple silhouette of a kite um, and like these pastel colors on a hand-bent metal frame. And it's uh, just like really thin steel rod. So it goes um, with the neon itself. Um, and it just makes me so happy. Like I love seeing it. And it's my neon baby, um, you know. making something like
1: that too is, is um, I know because we think of a lot of different pieces I I have you know there's a lot of depictions of words and stuff like that and that's important I think too you know there's nothing to take away from that I think uh, but more kind of the more memorable pieces there's always some sort of like iconography behind it it takes a subtle leap and kind of there's a a kind of a turning point where you know you kind of start to notice it a little bit more you know because it is a thing and it is like kind of alive in a sense like it's working and it's lit up and I think those are fun pieces, you know. They're they're definitely accomplishments because they're not easy to commit. You, you can't just explain to somebody. You have to really kind of like, okay, how is this going to be made? How is it all attached? You know, what is it? What are the tackling of the challenges that lie ahead? Right. And so, yeah, um, yeah, I think you kind of have to just trust that, you know. And I love the shared story of you know having someone else working with you. I think I've I've learned a tremendous amount just by being around different neon makers and just having that that idea that you can you can do this (laughs) but you have to follow these guidelines like there are restrictions to making neon signs it's not hey come in here and throw whatever you want against the wall and we'll make it right so you get anxious but then you kind of have to heat those properties and stay in that that zone of like okay what's realistic and how much of this can be achieved in physical glass form and then you kind of have to strike a balance it's kind of a, a fun it's kind of a bit of a jigsaw puzzle really in the
0: end yeah, I would say that there's a lot of problem solving that goes into any sort of neon thing that you make. Um, yeah,
1: and then also, too, just addressing the, you know, the area we talked a little bit about what it's like down there. Um, it takes so much time and dedication to get some of that across, too, where you talk about um, the process. It must be fun to connect with some of these businesses. Like, I I think I've seen the tattoo shop sign you guys have made, um, And just restaurants, you know, some of the places that are kind of quote-unquote opening up, you know, whatever phase they're under. Mm -hmm. And uh, has it been positive in terms of, like, the lights coming out and bringing kind of the the businesses up and kind of getting them a little bit more propped up, if you will?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I hope so. Um, I, Of course, I notice neon signs whenever I drive down a road. Um, But I think other people do, too. Actually, there is a guy who he's like in a shopping plaza and he's the only store open right now and he's the only guy who has neon and he said that like now that there's like no cars in the plaza you just see this like awesome glowing green thing from across the street um so i think it's helped him out a lot that's the other thing that's awesome about neon um is that you aren't just like making something for yourself or like for the betterment of yourself like you're doing something that helps someone else and um can do serve them for like a long period of time um Mm. and be sustainable um so i quite like that
1: i do too i think you know the 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 vintage sign appeal has definitely been established online i think but for for a lot of those places you know they're really the first chance they can get to kind of letting people know that there's something going on inside. I think even when the lights are off in the inside of a store, I think it's something really interesting that still makes you want to stop and look at the outside of whatever's happening, you know, even if it's not included. And then you can go to things like installations and art installations. And there's a whole kind of depth with Neon, I think, too, that people are kind of reluctantly kind of unaware of. Maybe they just kind of pass it by. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just sort of the narrative that's strikes them when they walk between each door but yeah. what I've learned is that even with the glamorous neon signs you still need the ones that are kind of famously just sort of need to be finished or still broken or still kind of put on a pedestal but you know for whatever reason they're they're kind of you know stuck in the middle of nowhere I think those are all the, the kind of the fun moments you know and the, like uh, all these time periods you know that could come come and gone but there's still kind of a resurgence all the time happening it's like never going to really kind of go away because as much as you find it to be, you know, kind of I uh, I don't know, maybe people find it too much. Uh, there's still a lot of places that still understand that there's a, a big need for it. Cause there's, there's a reason for it. it was there 50 years ago. And now it needs to be there again, which is fun because then you kind of get to see the whole historical element come in um, community groups kind of come together uh, and fly their kind of, you know, neon flag for, for a crucial moment, you know, especially when signs are meant to be there, um, and I think artists are really given that extra push too. Like, you couldn't go, go maybe go to the same sign shop that initially had made it, or maybe a new one that had come up, and so they get the opportunity to work on this this really awesome piece of, uh, of neon that had been around for a while. And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of those signs in that area. I'm guessing it's you know, like you said, it's, it's has a lot of signs going around. So it'd be kind of fun to see and document those signs. You ever get a chance to kind oh, of take yeah. photos of those and, and walk around and all?
0: Um, I, I don't know, not too much walking around. Um, but there's, there's definitely a a few places that have historical neon, um, like the Floridan Hotel that's in Tampa. And I wasn't there at the time, but Eric actually redid all of their neon and it's like massive and on the roof. Um, so just like even knowing that and knowing the person who made that is like incredible. (laughs) Um, but, uh, there's also like, uh, the sign it used to it was like a a giant globe that revolved like constantly in a circle and it was like world's famous liquors or something and the store was it was like historic landmark been around for like so many years and then i think it either like closed or got burnt down or something and the sign was like technically like now like that it's no longer grandfathered in, like they were going to like rip it all out and get rid of the sign. Hmm. Um, and then a local bar Ferg's bought the sign and Eric fixed the neon for that too, actually. Um, and now it says like Ferg's on the side, Ferg's world famous instead of like the world, the look- world liquors.
1: Yeah. I like that too. Like, you know, even the challenges that he'd seen, I mean, you know, it's not like, uh, they're unaware of that. You know, there's a certain style element that was really put together in those kind of art deco pieces, especially depending on how the, the kind of the area was laid out. You know, you look at some of those buildings and you can't imagine anything else but neon being on them. That's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like a a neon economy. Like you have to say, I'm going to spend the money and we're going to keep it up because this is what we're known for. And it's kind of neat when businesses get to that point or hotels or whatever for that matter. But Uh, It's kind of a turning point, I think, especially now where people make it a regular feature. It's like, hey, go there. They've got that cool sign. You know, you definitely want to check that place out. And it can almost be that. Um, I think art can be a symbol for that, too. You know, there's it's a a neon's kind of a bit of a preservation, you know, kind of type moment, even though it's really fragile. It has, you know, such a structure to it. And there's such Mm -hmm. a presence. You know, do you find you're able to kind of go back into your own work? Uh, or just do you do you want to kind of go off on that independent route or are you kind of gonna hold down the shop for a while? Like what's your what's your angle right now?
0: Um, oh gosh. I mean like I hope that I can stay in the shop and just like bend neon forever. I mean, it's kind of like it for me. It's neon's incredible. It's it's just like so amazing. Um and yeah, uh going back to what you were saying about um like, neon signs are just as much art as, like, neon art is, you know, like, just, like, the, the craft that goes into these signs, especially the old ones with, like, porcelain housings and stuff, like, they're just, like, they're so beautiful, and, like, I, I love them, um, I'm reading through this book right now it's like how to sell neon and it's from like the 70s and and, um, it's it's actually really cool because it has all of these diagrams of um, signs you can make and it's like you know like business proposals but it has like these diagrams of the signs with like the run for the transformers and like where the leads go and stuff and and it's really cool there's actually one where it shows like two transformers being wired like in um in circuit with you or in phase with each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: um which i'd never seen before
1: so really that was cool. kind of cool to see that
0: <laughs> yeah i mean like i wouldn't recommend it but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but for
1: like a, a it's fun like i think there's a lot you can learn from i always tell people there's a lot of you know good ideas in those books even and i like the fact that you've kind of noticed there's kind of like a, a cheekiness to it but one of the favorite things that you had posted and and I didn't really know at the time, kind of your work, I just kind of ran across it. was um, this Daco neon equipment ad from the 80s, oh, was like yeah. there was like a, a picture and it's kind of a picture, of people that are listening right now, you might not know, but it's a, a neon equipment ad, it's probably 20, 30 years old. And, and on the front of it is a, is a you know, a manifold and you know, a, a the whole substation station there, if you will, of neon equipment <laughs> and they got these two toddlers, essentially it's like somebody's kids better this isn't like photoshop or anything this is literally for real two
0: real life
1: two kids playing on you know it's not lit but there's you know I think there's like a a burner there or something if I remember correctly
0: yeah I think there's Uh, like a little fishtail fire
1: (laughs) yeah and uh I mean it's just yeah they're they're probably all of one years old and so it just reminded me I got you know quite a stir at first I was like who would ever do that now but You know that was the idea is like put your kid in an advertisement when you're in the business of like you know you're you know you have a kid you're the the owner of the company weird stuff happens like that Mm -hmm. but it was you know do you ever have those i guess how are you do you ever catch those moments like you've got this old book it has a really strange history like if we're going back and looking at all those types of advertisements and stuff like what neon kind of had going then versus now i mean it's kind of fun to look at all of it right
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like I get lost for hours Um, there. I've there's also like old uh, renderings from like checkers neon that I've seen. And just like just the advertisements in general, like you're saying, like they they were so different 20 years ago from (laughs) what they are now. Um, And just so well, I'd say tasteful
1: (laughs) (laughs) well the marketing landscapes change too but it's some of it it's so funny how a lot of that work gets used in different places like it's funny how each neon cover because there's a lot that comes up with neon and and you know i've been looking here and there when those advertisement moments come up and people post stuff um like robert house i don't know if you know him online we had him on the show a couple weeks ago and he was just he'll post really random you know he's really big on that like shop accessories from like the 50s and pre-war uh you know stuff that's like really out of you know severely out of print you know uh one of the things he posted was like a traveling neon uh car like you know from like <gasps> by the 60s where it was like neon products mobile manufacturing and it was called trav-l-neon and it was called one-stop service and it was literally a truck with a ladder on top of it and the guy would like drive around and make stops to fix neon literally inside the car so he was just like you know cleaning up jobs here and there just making killing everyone else is like oh yeah come to shop and i'll look at it and then this guy was literally tooling around town fixing neon which is just phenomenal like who's doing that (laughs) nobody yeah so so yeah so those are the kind of the fun things or like you know 1940s electrodes you know stuff that you know, time has kind of given up on, but people like him and, and different neon makers out there have saved this stuff. It'd be fun to see a collection of it. Uh, I know there's sign museums. I don't know how much they dedicate to that stuff, but it's really important, I think, to the to the craft, and not only that, but just to understand what happened. You know, as time goes on, to make those kind of fun aha moments take place. You know, versus like, oh, where did all this come from? Like, it just didn't end up here. You know, so yeah. try to post about that too. Um, just did a post about kind of the historical elements of neon, and one of the things it did was Scottish chemist William Ramsay, who essentially isolated these gases and warmed them up, and then cooled them off to boil off all of the uh, kind of the air—you know, sampling of the air—and and what was left were these noble gases. You know, that's this is the 1800s. You know, so he's really intelligent and had obviously some people helping him, but you know, without his work, would have never gotten to the point where. You know we have all these uh unique elements and you know essentially neon you know those are the people that came along but but those are some of the fun moments i think and i'm getting off topic but you know facing that um are there anything you're working on now that you're excited about that you want to kind of bring up
0: oh um well right now we're working on uh some butterflies that are they're in the same style as the kite so if you ever like go through like instagram or anything you can find it there um, but they are these big butterflies and there's going to be three of them. So they're in flight. Um, you know, so like one's going to be like open and one's like three quarter wing and then another one's like totally closed. That um, sounds really great. Are you going to animate yeah. them
1: at all? Or are you planning on just kind of having them together?
0: Um, I mean, they might be animated. It's, I'm not sure yet. They're pretty big. They're each like 40 inches or so. Wow. Um, so big butterflies. Are they going to go? Um, a, of color. Are they Going to
1: go somewhere, or just kind of personal collection?
0: Uh, we'll see. You never know how these things sort of uh, blossom. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's
1: gonna be fun, and definitely, yeah. Post about that. Uh, looking forward to seeing that. Um, you know, this is kind of a departure, but yeah. Where can people check out all your work? You know, you're on Instagram. I mentioned that too. which your handle is?
0: Um, unearth the dog.
1: Okay. Right. And then also, Eric, I want to big up Eric too, the shop,
0: which is. Oh, nice. yeah. So his is, um, well, it's kind of like ours too. Uh, anyway, um, the other one to check out, Noble Glass and Neon.
1: Yeah. And we'll then put sh- we'll put the links in the show notes too for anyone listening who wants to go and uh, support Kira and uh, Eric's work as well. Uh, i be happy to, to share those up there. So, well, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure. And, uh, wish you the best on all your future work
0: yeah thanks for having me i'll keep you updated lots of neon to come
1: hey guys hope you enjoyed that show if you haven't done so please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice we have a lot of great neon guests coming up and as always thanks for listening